You are listening to the Deadlock Podcast, an INC production. The following is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and guests, and not necessarily those of their respective employers, clients, or sponsors. The stories and information discussed here are artistic works of fiction and falsehood. Only a fool would take anything here as fact. point chris at that point it's not it's not toilet paper it's an ass napkin (laughs) a belch a yell a manic giggle all signs that you listen to this podcast at your own risk four seemingly normal men chris g ben f producer j and this humble narrator have entered into a contest, one with no winners, based on that most simple of human conditions, mutual distaste for one another. Join them as they step further from the constructs of a civilized world and deeper into the Deadlock Podcast. Hey, welcome everybody. This is the uh, Deadlock Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Doug B. Uh, of course, with me we got Ben F., Hey, I kind of also want a title like producer Jay has. Yeah, well, earn, earn one. Only- oh, Damn! <laughs> if Doug and I agree on something, that's pretty fucked up. When I came up with the idea eight years ago, it wasn't so that anybody else could copy it. Oh. <laughs> Do you have to remember, producer Jay went through a lot of trauma with Muppets and everything back then. You know, he earned that name. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of feel like we gave it to him out of pity, but, you know, whatever. Earned pity. There's not much difference in the modern world. We, ah. we had to give it to him for reparations. And, of course, Cr- there's crickets. There will always be crickets when you do what you're doing. God, jeez. Good old, good old a, reparations G. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing really introduces you better than that. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, again, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, we've got, uh, you know, some fun stuff to talk about. We like to keep it lighthearted tonight. Um, we're going to dive into a little bit of, of science fiction, fantasy genre stuff. going to go over The Witcher, uh, touch on some fandoms, and, uh, of course, the big mouse itself. So I'm going to toss it over to Ben to go ahead and wind us up here on the uh, review of Netflix's The Witcher. Yeah, so uh, I'll go into this uh, with the caveat that I've never played any of the games or read the novels because I don't speak Polish. Um, And apparently, I guess it's actually really hard to find English translations these days, especially with the popularity of the show, meaning that they're always sold out. So they were a book originally, and it it was a Polish... Yeah, they're Polish Polish high fantasy novels. There was two um, short story collections, followed by, I believe, six uh, actual novels now. Um, obviously got adapted for Netflix. Um, I don't know exactly what studio is doing it, um, but I know that the original author uh, obviously has a hand in it, so it's not like a bastard child. Uh, it, it's actually sanctioned, I guess you could say. But uh, I watched the uh, eight-episode run of the first season. Um, 
And I think it's a really interesting show. Uh, I know there was a lot of criticism of it uh, initially um, because people felt that they were going to take it into, uh, for lack of a better term, a too leftist uh, uh, realm where things are going to be girl power and diversity and all that nonsense. Um, but I didn't feel that at all watching this. Um, I thought that they have the basis for a really good uh, set of characters, and I think they're they're definitely angling for the Game of Thrones uh, type uh, uh, multi story thread, multi characters. Well, more 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 like multi character arc thing. Uh, honestly, my feeling about Game of Thrones was that it was the most interesting when they were putting interesting characters next to each other. Um, you know, you would have like the interplay between Tyrion and Varys. Uh, you'd have the interplay between uh, Podrick and whoever he was squiring for at the time. Uh, well, you'd have so, the interplay between Arya and uh, the Hound. Well, that, that's what Netflix does: is they take they take a, a successful platform and they try to mimic it. So, I mean, this is as you suggested: this is their Game of Thrones or what they're trying. Well, to do. I, I I do definitely feel that they're they're using that playbook. They're using it effectively. Uh, there's very well built characters i feel with uh, like interesting motivations uh there's there's command fucking performances uh in some scenes um and i guess we could get into spoilers eventually yeah but, i mean um, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in here uh, i also agree i thought there were some uh, really good performances which which actually is one of the major complaints about the show is a lot of people were split on uh henry henry cavill's um Geralt, who's the main character mm mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't like a lot of people didn't like his uh, manner of speaking as the character, or they didn't think he looked enough like the character. Um, he, he gets a lot of but, flack as an actor. Like yeah. with well, it's because he was in a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll kill your career pretty fucking fast. He was in he was in three Zack Snyder movies, wasn't he? Well, let's see. He was in Man of Steel. Yep. Batman vs Superman. Yep. And uh, I, I think you can only count the last one as like maybe half of a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. Uh, because it was then turned into at least half of a, a Joss Whedon film. Okay. It was actually uh, the Zack Snyder biopic, and he happened to make yeah. it. A I mean, it's it's gotta fucking suck to for for your entire acting career up until this point to be reduced down to they CGI'd out your mustache. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you decided to move on. <laughs> well, he did, and good for him. He should have like fucking bailed on that it's property stuck, very, stuck very by early. His guns. Stuck um, by his massive, massive guns. That said, I actually really like Geralt, and that's so I, I've been praising the characters that they're trying to build and some of the scenes. The story is fucking nutter butters, and like the world building doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> More so I than feel... Game of Thrones, like with the kind of crazy story. It's. I mean, it's about timelines. Uh, the the. The first, first of all, as we said, this is based off of, um, it's been turned into both a, a game series and was originally a book series. And the stories that this one in particular is based off of comes heavily from some of these short story collections. So there are multiple tales pieced together into the single season, uh, which, which was presented in a fairly convoluted manner in the beginning and is a little bit disorienting. And that's the thing is, obviously, as coming from somebody who had no idea what anything about, like, I only knew the name The Witcher, I knew nothing about the world. Mm-hmm. I didn't fucking figure out that there that we were hopping around in time until, like, the third episode, which you should never allow unless that's going to be, like, you're trying to establish an unreliable narrator yeah. or something like that. 
I'd say that's probably about the same time I picked up on the timeline jumping. Uh, maybe close to the end of episode two. I don't know. It's it's around the same time. But the the I'd say the biggest mistake of the show in general, and one of the reasons why the timeline jumping was so difficult to catch on to, is you have multiple characters who, by their nature in the universe the show exists in, either age insanely slow or don't age at all. And then the one character that you toss in with them that does age normally, they forgot to age up. Exactly. Uh, Yaskier, right? Yeah, Yaskier, the bard. Um, I I mean, they make oblique reference to that, like, probably around episode 7 or something, but... You, you, I, he looks the fucking same to me. I can't really tell. They mention crow's feet and wrinkles that don't appear on screen. Right. Netflix always fucks that kind of stuff up. I mean, always. I would say it's definitely a big oversight, but in the realm of the production for this entire show, I still think overall it's fairly spectacular. Um, My biggest issues were obviously this thing with, with Yaskier not, not aging up appropriately for the amount of time. And uh, uh, the final, like the finale for the show, I had some complaints about, but they're they're a major spoiler territory, and b they're they're not they're not as bad. They're just you know like pet peeves. Yeah, I mean they the the timeline thing was a pet peeve, but now that I understand that this is probably the format they'll go with, or probably I, I hope abandon and actually stick to the main storyline because they, they've already it, abandoned it. Like they've said out loud, yeah. like now that they've gotten the characters they want together, right? It's it's don't need to go further into origins. It's now about what yeah. they're going to tell next. Like it's pretty clear to me that that uh, these first eight episodes were heavy on setting things up so they could tell the main story, which I guess is mostly a uh, a prequel kind of to what's what's done in the games or at least yeah. witcher 3 yeah um how, yes. how is it compared to like the the games because that's well that's only... the problem is none of us have played the game uh, okay. i i, know I have always intended i have always intended to play at least the witcher 3 and i will eventually it's just that you know play finding six, time six, to six, invest yeah. 120 hours into an rpg is difficult i played the first 10 minutes of witcher 3 and it, it seemed like it was cool but the story was picking up from the previous games and you know, yeah because yeah, what what i've heard is that the author actually he he does not care for the games at all um and, and it's i heard i different. heard mixed they, stuff they um I, I think i think he respects that the games tried to really integrate into his world um and apparently they have like you know a story bible and uh, are able to reference a timeline for that purpose but he basically just maintains like hey they did a good job but if uh, I ever write another book in this universe, I, I, I'll probably ignore what they were talking about. Yeah, I, I can tell you this much. Um, my understanding is that game one, you don't need to play it at any point now if you want to get into the series today. Uh, mostly because mechanically it's it's like a 2000, uh, yeah, 2001 it, game. It doesn't age well. Uh, but game two, I've heard, is still playable. And is fairly good, but game three, most people agree, is just the one you want to go ahead and jump into. Um, and it had DLC for it that, uh, for a change, for DLC actually actively adds to the world that they made in the, the base game. Hmm. Um, now, I have one more thing that I'll want to talk about in a minute with the show, but I want to kind of open it up. So I know that uh, neither producer Jay nor, nor Chris have actually seen The Witcher, uh, but. 
I, I know, Chris, you in particular have a lot of complaints with Netflix shows and Netflix series, but yeah. um, if you were trying to produce some kind of a, uh, a fantasy series for, for television, I mean, what do you think are the key points to actually make it a good show? Like, what do you think uh, is needed for a series? Well, I, I, I mean, I don't think my points would be uh, specific to fantasy, the fantasy genre. Just in general, when you're producing good television, good writing is the key ingredient. I mean, that is the, like probably the most number one important thing, whether it's a comedy, whether it's a, an epic such as Game of Thrones. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. of course, with good writing comes great production value. You know, you want to make sure that things th- like goofy little mistakes like like uh, where, where you said this guy wasn't aged properly and, and um, you know, costume and continuity, these kinds of things. Uh, the, these are all very important factors. And I don't know. I just I just always feel like Netflix is a little lazy on that kind of stuff or, or they're more forgiving than than other networks are. So, you know, if, if some if we're approaching specific to, to the fantasy genre, I mean, you need to speak to your audience, and, and the audience of a fantasy genre typically is going to be the likes of, you know, those going to, like, Comic-Cons and, yeah. um, you know, what's the other one? Uh, the, the one in San Francisco, uh, or that is, or is that? That, that, is, that, is, that, that, is, that is Comic-Con. That is Comic-Con. Then Dragon-Con and, and uh, you know, these kinds of things. You want to speak to people that are kind of, like, into video games and comic books and, and you know, a broader imagination um, you know, you're, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I feel like, you know, costume design is obviously going to be very, very important. You know, you want you want to look the part, um, you want, you want people to look like they're fantasy and, and out of this worldly. And, um, but I don't know. I mean, I just think it really, it's just this, everything distills to good writing in a, in a TV show. You got any thoughts on that producer Jay? Yeah, I kind of do. Um, I think my yeah! problem some ideas. I got some thoughts. I got some feelings. Um, well, come on, come on, lay, lay those lay those bad boys out on the uh, table. Essentially, like with with Netflix shows, my only experience, I think, really, were probably like the Marvel Netflix shows, like uh, Luke Cage and uh, Daredevil, and of all which that stuff. only the first season was good. <laughs> of, of I mean, one? actually, the Daredevil. I'll, Daredevil. I'll, I'll jump in on those, but uh, go ahead and finish yeah, your point yeah. first, and then I'll it, I'll come the, in. My my thing, I think one of the things I always found was ridiculous to me was actually like how fantastical they tried to go with a show that's budgeted. That's one thing. It's just like I always appreciate those shows more. I think when they were sticking to being grounded in somewhat kind of a realistic thing, but as soon as like superpowers started coming out, it felt like a CW quality show. <laughs> it felt like the kind of thing where it was like, oh, is this? A-? I think whenever those series were were doing uh, the the whole fantastical superhero power thing, it wasn't so great. But when it was more grounded in reality, I always appreciated those shows a little bit more. Um, and then the other point I think is pacing. I think you know, like when I think of something like Breaking Bad, that show had an ending kind of almost from the start. I would imagine, like they kind of knew where they wanted to go and where they wanted to take it. Whereas like. I think some series they're writing as they go and you just run out of ideas. I mean, Breaking Bad was, I mean, it, it just had it all. It had good production value. It had great writing. It had, you know, actors you really liked to watch, characters that you fell in love with and or hated. And, um, I mean, that's, you know, that's what you need. And and that's, that's again, I know I, I harp on this all the time, but it's where I feel like Netflix is its biggest shortcoming is it just, it t- generally fails to produce 
anything of the realm of like Breaking Bad. Uh, well, I, I wonder about that though, because I, I I think the thing is with Netflix that they have gone for a a quantity uh, approach to well, to the industry to. because they have to make a name for themselves in the production industry because they were originally just a distribution platform and not an actual in-house creator. So they've had to break into an industry that has these just like ancient fucks all over the place that you know, <laughs> just, just make everything. Well, that's, that's uh, exactly what happened. I mean, they, they all of a sudden were met with a shit ton of competition and well, we, in order to survive, we have to make our own content because all these studios were pulling their stuff out of Netflix. And I'll agree that I, I don't think that a lot of the shows that I see pop up on my Netflix Netflix feed are, you know, spectacular. But I would disagree that I think Netflix has produced shows that are, you know, really great. Um, I will stand and die on the hill that Russian Doll is a fucking phenomenal show. And yeah. until you all watch it and can come back at me with something like, you know, specific – I will fight you. I mean, I also, I, mean, I like yeah. a Great British Baking Show. I mean, I, that's not silly. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not a Netflix That's not show, a that's plot. There's a plot to that. From BBC. Like, so, so, oh, we baked a cake. Congratulations. So they have have bought a lot of properties and then have fucked them up. That is one that they bought and did not fuck up. So I count it as a victory for Netflix. But that's the thing is there is no actual physical location for quote unquote Netflix studios. They contract purchase all of their content when it's originally their content. Yeah. So for movies, they go onto the uh, the art house scene or they go to the uh, the reward circuit and they find stuff that they think will be appropriate and they purchase the rights to it. Yeah. They're not making things in house. It's how they keep you, their you, you costs down. Yeah. Yeah, you don't go to L.A. and and there's a you know a fucking marquee Netflix Studios. It's, with, it's true uh, they, they don't have a yeah. universal lot that that's costing right. them five hundred million a year. Have you opera. watched? Uh, and this is this is Brad, I mean, I I did uh, a kind of Twilight Zone inspired intro, but have any of you watched Black Mirrors? No, but I've heard that's good though. I saw the I saw like the first one or two. I definitely remember something about fucking a pig, which you know what? that's 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 always that's always great. Oh, did they do an episode on the former prime minister? On pig of fucking. Oh, sorry. Is that is that was that was that too, too inside politics? There did did most I don't of the group I don't know care that? about England. I just hope the entire yes. island sinks. You guys into don't know that ocean. David David Cameron admitted to fucking a pig. Mm. Wait, was this recently? Cool. Recent? Yeah. No, uh, it's something he supposedly did back in his like uh, uh, you know British co- collegiate university years I... in some kind of super secret rich frat boy like pledge. You know, just like your, your standard, your standard stuff, uh, fucking barnyard animals, very <laughs> standard very for like what? behavior. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I feel like people from like the sixties, fifties, seventies, whatever are all like having these parties that are like, wh- like they're wearing blackface. They're fucking pigs. <laughs> like, this is all like, wait, wait, wait. it's mind blowing. Uh, wearing blackface. I want, I want to, I want to let you know. Um, first of all, it could already be a twofer because I can't remember if this pig was alive or dead. Jesus Christ! I, you know. And, and second of all, pig could have been a blackface. I don't know. <laughs> Here's the ultimate question: If you had to oddly fuck enough, a pig, oddly enough, that makes it better. If you guys had to fuck a pig, <laughs> would you rather fuck a dead one or a live one? Thank God you didn't incorporate blackface in that. Oh, I'll get there. Look, oh, I just want to eat bacon. I, I've never had any kind of sexual attraction to bacon, despite what the you know like U.S. commercials for bacon always try and make me think I have. 
I just like occasionally a piece of bacon. I've I've never wanted to do anything more with it. I'd rather fuck the dead pig. It's not going to squeal and or squirm. I'll take the dead one. I guess this comes down to if you like deliverance or not. I guess, I guess, morally speaking, a corpse can't that you you can't like a corpse can't give consent. It's just an object <laughs> at that point. Can't give or take away consent. So, yeah. So like it's it's dead. It's an object now. It's, it's, it's not. An it's not a it's, flashlight. It's, it's not me, an actuated I, creature. I have to argue that I think that the that the pig's family would have something to say about all this. <laughs> I mean, it may just be an object, but it's also there. It was once a uh, spokeswoman for the pig's family has this to say. <laughs> exactly. I, I gotta say, I don't know how much opinion I have about what the pigs think because uh, the only pig I know that's ever spoken out about anything uh, is, you know, abusing her frog boyfriend. So, oh boy, oh, Jesus. That's here, a deep cut. And we're back Everybody, to we're Muppets. talking about the Muppets now. No, here, we're not. Here's the here's the million dollar question. <laughs> Would you rather fuck an alive or dead mule man? <laughs> well, you're not going to get that mule sauce if they're dead. So I, mean, uh, I was going to say you need that you need that sweet mule sauce. Otherwise, what the fuck are you doing? Why are they you got to tap Seriously, that mule Chris, like a Chris. I tree. hope I hope you didn't bring this up because you were of the other opinion. Because you know you sickened me <laughs> to fuck a dead mule man. Yeah. Dude, I every I mean, mule men dying. It's like uh, it's like when Tinkerbell dies. You just, I mean, it's just depressing. You gotta clap yeah. your hands, get bring it back to life. Mule men bring until it just sort of emerges gotta, back from the dead. Mule, mule man. Yeah, you never, you never touch the mule man. You don't do that. Yeah, you don't. No, because their biceps are like fucking anvils. Well, I was gonna say because they're precious creatures that we have to. Respect and love, and know that someday they'll rule the world when they female, become intelligent enough. Fem- <laughs> female mule men are are definitely like graceful. <laughs> it's got to be a better term than female mule men. No, that, that's so. that female is what men? they are. They're called they're called females. There we go. Females. Mule men and females. Done. We've done mule it. Females. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I mean, let's not get the the. Uh, Mule Man female fandom riled up too much. Uh, I'll wrap up the the uh, Witcher review here in this like long tangent. Uh, so the, I'd say the last thing I want to talk about with the Witcher, just to, to again circle all the way back, um, was this was a complaint that people had, and it was about uh, the way that Henry Cavill chose to voice uh, uh, Geralt. Is was, it pronounced he had Cavill a very... or Cavill? Sorry, is it Cavill or Cavill? Henry, I Henry could not tell you. So it's, it's I, Cavill I because decide. I know that you said it, so it must be wrong. Because you've never gotten a name right <laughs> in your fucking life. It's, it's, Henry it's, it's, it's Italian. It's pronounced Cavile. <laughs> Cavile. Cavile. Right, I think I'm he sorry, only did I'm that sorry. when he was in that uh, that show on. about the popes. <laughs> the, the yeah, I forgot about days. that one. All right, go on, go on buddy. I uh, I apologize. Look, that's uh, what you don't, apologize don't, for. Don't, don't fucking patronize me. We we both know that's not sincere. Um, <laughs> legitimately, I just I just you know. And it's the last one you'll get. I don't need your pity. I don't Fine. need your pity. Fine. I'm just gonna move on with my life. Was that who who opened that beer? That must have been Doug because it wasn't me. <laughs> I'm 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 still drinking my uh, my blonde stout, which is very delicious. By who? Yeah, while I uh, while I move on with my life from from the hurtful oh, things that have been said to me, uh, I want to talk about the things that 
um, Henry Cavillian uh, has said uh, in the show. So he had a very a very specific way of speaking. The way he chose to to uh, voice the character of Grault um, was uh, reserved. He rarely rarely said more than a few words in a row. Very much a strong, silent character. You know, only says what he needs to, and often responds to things just the. Hmm. But there's nothing wrong with that. That's part of his charm. I loved it about him because it reminded me of the characterization of the Kingpin in the first season of Daredevil. I don't. Well, I don't know about that. I well, the reason I bring it up is it's not the same energy because, like, the Kingpin is like very carefully managed, but also barely contained chaos. That's, but that's the thing is it's it's a stylized <gasps> voice, and that's why there I, it is. Everybody a drink. <laughs> Why are we all punished for for his crimes? This is <laughs> Why are we punished for his crimes? Because we're I like mean, I don't Jesus. consider it. I don't consider it a punishment. It's just like you know the the cock cries and you wake up in the morning. <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris does a really gross burp. I drink. The, the Chris also rises. We're, we're... <laughs> The Jesus at the round table. Nobody cared no. until I started burping. <laughs> the reason I made the comparison there, like, uh, is with the Kingpin, uh, he, it was, it was also a major complaint during the airing of season one is people, a lot of people complained about the, um, the presentation of the Kingpin as this guy with this like really quiet voice. But I was like, no, mm-hmm. it's not a quiet voice. It's a, it's a constrained or a contained voice. Like it's, it's all about control and when he finally loses it and the voice changes, it's it's fantastic. Like, I love it. And something similar happens during The Witcher where he's almost always contained, but in the few moments when things get out of hand or when he's dealing with a situation that involves one of the few people he cares about, his voice changes and, he, and he, he's much more dynamic with it. I mean, and that's I, why I made the comparison. Yeah. So I'll admit to a terrible confession. Uh, after I finished watching the show, I spent several hours deep diving into the Witcher wiki. The, uh, so the wiki. <laughs> now, now I do feel like I have a better understanding of the world and where the characters are coming. Um, and like knowing the fact that uh, there's basically the popular idea that witchers in particular are, are bereft of human emotion because of the process they go through to become supernatural monster hunters, but they're clearly not. They're just like fucked up child soldiers. And Geralt in particular is this particularly stoic, but he feels human emotion like anybody mm-hmm. does. Um, and then having those very poignant scenes, uh, specifically between him and uh, Yennefer, where he really opens up to another person like he like he wouldn't with any other character. And like, it's a really good basis. Gonna, gonna, gonna pause there for a moment. Okay. Uh, we are getting um, an echo coming off you. All right, hold tight. All right. Sorry, just just had a ghost following all of your last, and there it is for me too. Okay, interesting. All right, let's see. let me just uh, check my mi- microphone here. Uh, butt stuff, but- butt stuff, <laughs> fucking pigs. My favorite. All right, hold on. Let's, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm check couple. one, check one. Um, so I was just talking about how uh, people, I guess some some idiots on the internet, which there's plenty of, were complaining about. Uh, Cavill's performance. I'm sorry, Chavile's performance <laughs> as Geralt. Um, I thought it's just an interesting character because he is 
it's it, there's nothing new about his character. There's plenty of like action and high fantasy guys that are like stoic, but deep down they're big softies, which is essentially what his character is. Mm-hmm. But it's done very competently, I feel, on his part. I think he does a really good job of inhabiting the character. Got to respect a guy who has two speeds, and those two speeds are hmm and fuck. Um, yep. And I mean, he's just kind of an overall honorable guy on the gig economy in, you know, a weird high fantasy setting where nothing makes sense and everybody's an asshole. And the points don't matter. And the points and the points indeed do not matter. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up and we're going to move on to some things that we can open up to the the group. So um, I believe we, we just finished up this whole talk about uh, The Witcher and stuff about Netflix, but we we've touched into a lot of stuff about um, fandoms, you know, like uh, about characters and world settings and stuff that you enjoy. Uh, now we're all in our thirties. Speak for uh, yourself. You know. I'm 29. Shut up. <laughs> you're gonna, you're, gonna, you're I, going to hell with I mean, the rest of us. You're not getting a couple Chris, of years. Well, that's Chris. actually no, no, no. It's actually true because see, um, Chris and I, since we have the same birthday, uh, it's kind of like a picture of the Dorian Gray where I take on all of his sins over time. <laughs> And I'm I'm the one that ages, and I'm the one that experiences the effects of his sinful, vice-filled life. And Ben, I appreciate um, you. Every and, day. and eventually, I, eventually, it will become so bad that he sees me and becomes so disgusted at the mirror of his being that he will destroy me. I was just gonna say, Chris, you can't subtract your like mental maturity from your actual physical age. I <laughs> got him. Oh my god, this is annoying. My feelings. <laughs> it was meant to. Although my mental maturity is so low that that's why it only took a couple of years off your life. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I was just saying you still can't subtract it. Like it's not like, like you're not a math problem growing up. You know, you're just a, <laughs> just a, a singular digit number. Yeah. It's just, that's why the, 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 the G is just for graph. You're just a graph. I was going to drink that beer asshole. Well, I'm drinking. You asshole. fucking waited 35 minutes to crack it open. That's right. I was waiting for the right temperature. Well, this warm is warm beer. <laughs> right Mildly warm that, beer. That European special. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what European special, please? And the bartender pulls a beer out of his armpit and gives yep. it to you. Oh, classic. He wipes yep. it first. I mean, shit. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I heard, by the way, in Brazil that beer, it's, it's a, a social custom. It must be served so cold that it has ice chips in it. And if it's not. Oh. Then you get to send it back. That is, that's just how society works there. I I feel like for a tropical country, that makes a certain degree of sense. It does, which also begs the question: Why the fuck aren't we it, drinking in Brazil right now? And and think yeah. about it, right? That's how they make ice wine to get more alcohol into the wine. So wine. why not do the same for beer? Yeah. They, well, they definitely do. I've I've had some of those, uh, but flavor wise, you know. I mean, I don't. I was gonna say I don't think Brazilian beer is gonna be on par with American craft. I I was gonna say though, if you go into like a a, a traditional um, English pub, it's gonna have two options for you. You can either get their their um, beers on tap, which is the really really old style tap where they have to actually pump it out, or you can get stabbed. No, that's not an option. That's just on the menu. Oh, that's right. That's just going to happen regardless yeah. if you go to England. It's like, it's stabbed. like, yeah, they just say, hey, uh, you get this beer, you also get this knife. I just like how uh, London has the most effeminate mayor, uh, mayor on the face of the planet, and it has a higher death rate now than New York City does. 
A city that probably outnumbers Londoners by probably about a good four million, I think. And if Buttigieg becomes our president, you know we're gonna have a pretty, uh, pretty girly little uh, president. You know what I mean? As long as we just don't have more. No, I, I don't. I c- actually, can you go deeper into that? You, re- you really can you specifically want me to? describe exactly what you mean in painstaking detail, so it's on the record? Absolutely, because he's gay, and nobody in the globe will respect him because he's a homosexual. I'm uh, sorry, but that's just the way the world. Well, works. we're definitely gonna have a problem with the Muslim country for sure exactly oh yeah that's a big change <laughs> well what about russia what about north korea what about yeah China? He, he's he's technically on, illegal in he, russia naming company or like companies countries that we we you know just have it's, no issues it's, issue it's with the current. same difference it's the same difference be honest yeah <laughs> like like I mean, just seriously oh like nobody's gonna respect this like and then lists up a bunch of bunch of countries that already don't respect or care about us yeah, but yeah. you have to think about it in real politic terms. You're just giving them more ammo. I let's let's uh, skirt away from the politics because uh, we can go <laughs> into this. Why? Thing. Let's let's why? skirt away from why the is pile of shit I just dropped on the floor. I am yeah. fine with talking politics if you all <laughs> want to. But you literally just said Buttigieg is you know gay. Do you ever you don't do you have a problem with it? Absolutely not. I love gay people, okay. and I have no problem with okay, homosexuality so we're clearing whatsoever. That Sometimes in the butt. So- <laughs> I have no problem with homosexuality. I'm telling you, the world does not appreciate it as much as we do. As much mm. as I do. <laughs> <laughs> Apology accepted, Admiral. If you'd like to donate oh, to man. the Deadlock Podcast, Can't wait to let our the Patreon community know is that the Chris is below. their new like king of the gays. <laughs> <laughs> I wear black every day, and frankly, my pants are way too tight. So I could really pass for a gay guy. Here's 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 the thing. I will not vote for Pete Bud Buttigieg, or however you pronounce his last name. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. I'm not going to vote for him because then I have to fucking deal with Twitter being full of people writing "Yes, Queen Slay" when he gets the nomination. Yes, Queen. I'm doing it. I remember that original. I think the Onion actually captured him like the most accurately, in which uh, Buttigieg. Introduces his wife of fifteen years and two poot, kids. Poot Buttigieg. Yeah, poot, poot Buttigieg. I think it's pronounced Buddha Judge. Yeah, it is Buddha Judge. It's yeah, it's Buddha Judge. It Doug, it doesn't fucking guys. It doesn't fucking matter. He was created at a Monsanto lab. I don't know what Doug's saying. Poutine Judge. I don't know. <laughs> poot, poot, that's that is now the official pronunciation that we will use moving forward. Doug, actually, what is it with you and names, bro? What, what? If if you don't like how I pronounce uh, Pilot Bertine's name, get over it. <laughs> Who? Who? Uh, uh, <laughs> Pe- Pele um, <laughs> Buttonmeister. There he is. You know, he's a challenge. Is he a soccer player? Who, who offers nothing of substance. Pele. Pele Buttonmeister. You know what? Oh, you know what? If his name was actually Pele Buttonmeister, he'd have my vote. <laughs> Look, if, if, if person Beetlejuice... You know, wins this election. It's I'll really just my Benedict Cumberbatch. There's got to be somebody out there named Person, right? Named Person? Yeah. P- Percy Person. Yeah. Oh, has I, I, I got to admit, though, if you want to talk about like me and my struggles with names, I, I it goes back to my childhood. My mother has never been able to remember the name of like a single one of my sisters or my friends. And she just she doesn't she doesn't ever want to admit it, so she just makes a name up for them every single time. Maybe that's why she calls me ass face every time she sees me. No, actually surprisingly she remembers that moniker for you. 
Touche. Yeah, I, I lived I lived with you for a time, and I was just Bjorn. Yeah. <laughs> Bjorn? <laughs> oh, God. That, I mean, in, in her defense on that one, though, uh, I mean, you were basically either eating or out of the house working out, so you may just not have been able to hear over chewing uh, the food that they'd put in the house. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> oh, I paid rent for that food, right. so it's mine. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man, his, his uh, rent was one hundred fifty. I, I like would feel like they would probably have a different opinion on. That. Mm. Do y'all want to go into it, or do you? Or do we? Or we uh... Freely, freely given, freely taken. I still actually make your mom's um, meatloaf um, meatloaf recipe on occasion, and it's still very good. Oh, Another thing he's stolen from the. The, the def- freely given i've never had mrs b's that's kidding mrs b's uh actually i've never had anything your mom has made that's because you never paid rent in the house invited as a dinner guest you'd be like all right chris i don't think wait a minute i don't think i've ever been fed at any of you guys' houses <laughs> jason that is that is a dirty lie from both of you anyway i don't think so new year's parties at my house you're okay so doug yes you're correct jason you lying son of a bitch you, have, you eat people I, out of house and home, What are you sir? talking about? All the I remember is, thing, like, bagels and ramen. That's you don't it. become that size. Oh, oh, you're right. Carbohydrates. That's all I remember. It's <laughs> I remember all we ever ate. It's like ramen and, and like, bagels. It's all we could Everything afford. bagels or onion bagels or some shit. My the f- only thing that none of you guys have ever been allowed to eat in uh, my family house was the drawer that was full of foods I used to put in like lunches when I went to uh, either school or my job because I would viciously attack any hand that approached that and, that drawer. And, and what about Jeremy? Jeremy grazed this shit out of that oh. drawer. Oh no, no, that like that is that is a thing that he will bring up all the time is the fact of like how violent I would get as he tried to do his his casual casual you know just grazing through the house like as soon as he approached the drawer I turned into a feral animal. Yeah, you you would take your eyes off of Jeremy for about thirty seconds and come back to him, and he's just eating raw meat. He, <laughs> he's just taking a whole fucking but, package of hamburger meat out of the freezer. But, but he's he eating thawed it, it, thawed it in two seconds. You know, you know, and like how cows chew from like side to side. Like that's how Jeremy is eating. He's he's like the cow from Steamboat Willie, where like Mickey <laughs> is trying to yank like the guitar out of his mouth. Like that's like with Jeremy. He's like. He's just like this, chewing on the hamburger meat, and you're like, "No, Jeremy, that was dinner tonight. What are you doing?" And he's just oh, always. Like, I've always enjoyed uh, going into like Whole Foods or any grocery store that has like an open salad bar because they they have to like try and figure out where the the swarm of locusts appeared because <laughs> when he passes by the salad bar, it just mysteriously empties. Yeah, he just reaches his whole fucking grubby mitt down into the iceberg lettuce and just eats that. Oh, fucking classic. <laughs> Where'd all the olives go? All of the olives are gone. It also <laughs> takes so long to get in from Greece. There it was $30,000 worth of olives. It is true. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, look, you don't you don't get an upper body the size of a barge, you know, unless you <laughs> either eat five dozen eggs or an entire whole food salad bar. Or or you follow the uh, the Skyrim model and eat entire wheels of cheese. <laughs> Parmesan. <laughs> can you imagine, guys? Can you imagine the shits you would have after an entire <laughs> wheel of Parmesan? I just it, imagine it, it was would, it would come it, it would come out as a cylinder. It, a perfect your mouth cylinder. Right. 
I feel like I'm that's one of those lie, foods I, you would I eat, I have wanted to know what mammoth cheese tastes like. Yeah, yeah me too, kind of. God, I feel like Parmesan is one of those things you would eat and you would just dry the fuck out of your mouth after. Like, yeah, absolutely. Two, two bites. I mean, like, two well, big if, if, if you've ever wanted to reenact, you know, um, Endgame, just just down an entire bottle of Parmesan cheese. <laughs> isn't 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 that how the uh, the Egyptians mummified people? They make them eat Parmesan so they become desiccated <laughs> on the it's inside. Your time, eat the Parmesan. <laughs> eat the Parmesan. Eat the Parmesan. <laughs> Can you give me a salad to put it on? No. And then and then when you go to uh, the Egyptian afterlife, uh, Anubis weighs your soul against a wheel of Parmesan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. That's exactly how it happened. In the hieroglyphs, they actually had the greater as one of the. One of the little <laughs> logos. Just a guy like, say when. Just kidding. It's when I decide it's over. Yeah. Anubis holding a Parmesan creator. <laughs> so clearly, clearly we've all maintained uh, like a, a pure love of cheese. But um, well, what we about are a- white people, except for one of us. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> you say what I say is bad. <laughs> I feel like I belong. I belong, right? <laughs> Yeah, what are you supposed impli- to be? Here? What are you so we have all maintained a love of cheese. All right, um, but people? I mean, what have, what other things have have we maintained a love of? Because um, when we were uh, people, all, you know, uh, tiny little high schoolers or middle schoolers, uh, we obviously had our own um, uh, books that we loved, shows that we loved, things that we were like just intensely into. And that's a major thing in the world with the internet is is fandoms, like just people absolutely falling in love with stuff uh, to the point of obsession in, in some cases. But uh, as I, I, I may have said before, there's a convention coming into town uh, where I live this weekend. So there's just going to be, you know, like uh, whole groups of people dressed up as these different fandoms. And I was curious about what were things that you absolutely loved and just could not get enough of when you were younger. And, and are you still into those things? Uh, you know, all these years later. Couldn't get enough of when I was younger. We're talking, we're talking fandoms, right? Like things. And like- uh, Chris, pornography is not one of the things we're about to talk about. All right, I'm out. I'm gonna that's go get a that's no, that's Wait. next episode. No. <laughs> you can't. Really we don't have, have a- time left to specifically really talk about fandom, pornography, though, can it? Pornography? Uh, they can absolutely have fandoms. You know, like fetish, fetish shit, and yeah, those are fetishes, not fandoms, though. Well, What's no, it's it's the same thing. It's just specific to pornography. I I, I guess uh, you know final. I loved you know I loved the game Final Fantasy VII when I was growing up. Trigun, you know, when I was in uh mm-hmm. in high school as like an anime phase. I loved Trigun. Cowboy Bebop was beast. I had a had a Fey wall wall scroll that I got from like. What was it? I Hot that topic. Wall yeah, man. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> Talk about a fetish. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> got, got, got that bad boy from Hot Topic. And um, let's see here. Man, Nick's bedroom was like wall scroll. He, he was he was like a wall scroll store. For, for, for I, the millennials. I, I remember for the, the wall of shame. For the <laughs> Zoomers. I imagine, I imagine it's still up. A it wall scroll is. is like, it's like. It's just, it's a poster, but it's not. It's made out of cloth instead of like a fabric, so you can just hang it from your wall. Yeah, are those a thing anymore? Or like wall scrolls still it. a thing? I will oh, say I though, instead of wall scrolls, most of them have moved on to body pillows. Ah, there you go. Interesting. Doug's correct. 
So, yeah, I don't know. Trigun, Final Fantasy VII, I loved that. I mean, and by the way, FF7, of course, is coming out with the new the new game here in like a month or two. So. Yeah. But does fandom include like something that's a franchise or can it be like a one-off thing? Of course it can be a franchise oh, because, first of all, there's, there's no guarantee that you 100% care about the entire franchise. You can specialize into a specific one. But there are people that eat up entire franchises and just absolutely yeah, love everything I- about everything to do with them. That's what I think of as a as a fandom. I think of I think of something that's like, oh, I love the you know like this video game. I you know Kingdom Hearts people. It's like I love Kingdom Hearts. I love Kingdom Hearts too. The third one's coming out, you know, or, or something like that in the nature of like that. And honestly, that's super relevant because the time between those games is basically the the exact amount of time I'm talking about these days. Because yeah. Kingdom Hearts, the first one came out while we were in high school and kingdom hearts three came out what last year yeah so it's like when i was like 14 or 15 it was like there's this thing that people but were. but from what i'm given to understand there's 300 kingdom hearts games that came out in that uh, the numbering system means nothing yeah those are the as, main as it, games as it, as it always has games. for square enix games right mm-hmm. and those people know every single one of those games including like cell phone games and all that stuff it's, and still don't actually know what the plot of the game is and not a single one of them makes sense it's it's intense and yeah you're absolutely right like if anybody that tried to play the third one I, like i remember people were like i have no idea what's going on there's like 15 guys and cloaks and mickey's in there somewhere it's bizarre <laughs> it, i don't get it Yes, yeah, slowly over time, uh, they've been replacing the Disney characters, which was the initial charm of the series, with uh, cute Bashonen boys who just look cute for the, the, the female audience's sake. Yeah, but they've been doing that to uh, Super Smash Brothers as well, so... Yeah, well, I was really disappointed in this last Super Smash release for, for, for uh, Switch because it was... The, the eighth Fire Emblem character? Yeah. <laughs> Even, <laughs> I don't know, there's nothing really unique about this one. I don't. I am not a Switch fan. He's... He's an axe boy instead of a sword boy. Oh, get it? Fun. I don't know. I just kind of thought the Switch. Well, I'm trying to think. What's the what's the fun for most people about Smash? Is is the people that are into it is obviously the the battle components of it and seeing the tournaments and all that stuff. But I guess I, no, because the... there's there's definitely there's, there's always competitive players to battle games, to fighter games. But the the connection for Super Smash is having all these franchises coming because it's about the fanboys. Right. And yeah, and that's kind of like for the franchises for the more general audience. That's sort of the the draw. So I guess I guess I would think it's like, oh, there's something for everybody here. But I guess I guess not. I don't know why. I also feel that way. I also felt like when I was playing it like for a little bit, and I was like, I don't know. I guess it's all right. But I think I'm more excited about hearing about the announcements of somebody new coming in into the franchise. But then like you get to play it, and it's just like, eh, it was all right. Why is Nintendo so litigious for its intellectual property? Like, why you know they're so happy? Like, you know these these um, guys that are like uh, go karting around Japan dressed. They dress as Mario characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it wasn't just random people doing it. There was a company (laughs) that offered the the costumes and the go karts up, and therefore the suit was against the company for using licensed. 
you know, Nintendo properties to make a business and not just randos who bought their own costumes. Okay, so so this this company was not paying out to Nintendo. No, no, they didn't license it. They just decided, hey, like, let's just, we have go-karts. Let's just get some, you know. Well, that wouldn't have gotten the license anyway. Yeah, because that's pretty, because that's pretty standard copyright law. But okay, you're telling me, though, that they wouldn't have even gotten it. It wasn't just randos. I I really doubt that um, they would have gone after randos. It was because it was an established business that was selling it to repeat customers yeah, and they were not paying a licensing fee. And, and as Jay, as, as producer Jay saying that they, they, they wouldn't have gotten it anyway. And that's why they, they just went and did it. Now, uh, spe- speaking of fandom and, and intellectual property and all that, uh, Bob Iger stepping down. Yeah. So apparently, uh, something is rotten in the state of the mouse. Uh, Bob Iger, who is the CEO of all of Disney, recently announced that he is stepping down and resigning from the company. Uh, basically, with the stated reason of, I don't want to run this dumb fucking company anymore, which, honestly, I don't blame him. Um, just a lot of confounding factors about it. Uh, you know, they just released Disney+, Plus, which obviously is direct-to-consumer type shit, which is, I think, probably a first for Disney. Um, obviously, they have like, direct-to-DVD shit. Well, direct that 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 it's not the same. Publishing uh, and stuff, yeah, that's it's not the same. It's 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 a different industry. Um, Obviously, they had Buena Vista, which was their uh, VHS, and then eventually DVD and Blu-ray printing arm of the business. Um, But like him stepping out when they're just like on the cusp of getting into this new industry, having released a new. Uh, uh, I guess, extensions to their theme parks in the shape of Galaxy's Edge, which is the Star Wars side, um, which is well-reviewed as far as I can tell. I mean, he's leaving on a high note, and it kind of, I, I, I obviously, with the, the, the stock ticker that I'm looking at right now, a lot of people are wondering what the fuck is going on inside the company that he feels he wants to get the fuck out. Well, so wait, where's Disney's stock right now? Uh, it basically went from, uh, I mean, y- you see the the normal fluctuations, but it has dipped since the announcement around, I think, noon today. Yeah, but that, but so he, he resigned officially, what, la- yesterday, wasn't it? Yesterday sometime? But but these um, dips, though. Let me see if I can broaden the, uh, the search here for uh, I, I the mean, past the, couple of days. The, the Imagine it was probably stuff. a rumor and then it was substantiated. Yeah. Well, yeah, over the last five days, uh, the stock has dipped from about 140 to 125. Yeah, but I mean, again, that's that's largely coronavirus stuff. Obviously, a change of ownership is going to is going to send a stock price down a little bit. But Disney Disney's going to surge right back up. I mean, they're are they with all the stupid bullshit they've been pulling recently? Yeah, it, it's you say stupid bullshit, but it's still selling. It's still selling. Exactly. I, again, you, you got to always separate your own opinions and the loudest uh, opinions from the fandom because... You're right. I forgot. Americans are dumb weasels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, look what happened when Jobs left Apple and then Tim Cook took over and the stock has, you know, since raised 400%. I'm trying to think of, like, all the all the pots Disney has its hands in. It's got the Star Wars. It's got the Marvel movies. It's got the Frozen I mean, Fox properties. I've said it before, but uh, the federal government does need to throw the antitrust book at Disney really hard. Yeah, but that same argument can be applied to like other than entertainment. I mean, what else? Are they, any telecommunications are they company. Yeah. Well, yeah, Verizon fucking needs it for sure. Yeah. 
they, they are not going to do it though because they haven't done it since the last time they applied it to one of those cell phone companies and that company what was it was it was it verizon or was it cox it was it bell was, it, it was bell yeah exactly. and, and they're already back to like what they were before because they just merged into somebody else yeah, well and now t-mobile is merging with sprint which is um you know they, they were trying that for the last two two or three years but they finally got that approved you, as of a you, you should ago. toss it at like right. uh the domestic beer companies because um yeah, whatever the Bush, company was an InBev sure. that owns Budweiser is now basically just a monster that's gobbled up almost all alcohol in the world. Yeah, InBev, man, what a fucking monster of a of a company. But both financially as well as ethically, but uh mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess I for one am ready for our dystopian super corporate future because then I can just get like machine gun implants what, what, and what, 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 what the fuck I want. You look like What will it sound like? What sound like <laughs> Uh-huh. Where's your god now? <laughs> well, well done, Doug. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I give it like a four. Wait, wait, ben, yeah, ben, I'm not. I'm not like a really good in, in, you know, impressionist. So, like uh, does somebody else want to get a stab at it? Oh, ha, 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 yeah. Look at my stock price. Ha. Yeah. I'm gonna give that a three because it's Chris. Out of what? Out of a thousand. I'm getting another beer. You're an asshole. Out of ten thousand, then since I'm an asshole. Got him. He went to William and Mary. That says it all. Mm. I'm Next sorry. Can't trust those William. I, you're and Mary not. Grads. You're not going to hear anything different from me. That school's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, right? I only married somebody else that graduated from the school. Some people are totally normal there, and some people are like bizarre. I'm like, where? What part of the school are you at? <laughs> Give me probably the, probably the <laughs> physics department. That's where the real weirdos are. Uh, is State. it a cult? Is there a cult thing going on? Yeah, Just give no, me a sign. A, cult a little signal, hand signal. Yes, cult. Yeah, are you okay? Are Total you okay? cult. Kool Aid. Kool Aid. If you're okay, uh, blink, blink twice. <laughs> blink, blink three times. Heaven's Gate. You know, what, you know what I'm talking about. Heaven's Gate. Hey, you want some Kool Aid? Kool Aid. <laughs> Kool Aid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so where where were we at uh, here? I'm not drinking that Kool Aid. I don't remember what we were doing right before uh, Ben's crash. Uh, it was it was definitely something related to um, massive companies and out of control. Um, you know, like there's no antitrust and stuff like that. We talked about InBev and some telecommunications companies, and then somewhere in there, Ben just dropped out, and we went on for a bit before uh, noticed that he he dropped. I mean, the long and short of it is that, it, you know, as far as like our economy is concerned, I mean, we are at this like very bizarre, colossal crossroads where these companies are getting valued into, I mean, the, the, you know, just these, these huge numbers. And um, I mean, yeah, it, you know, it's it's funny because as as a consumerist country, we bitch and complain about things like Netflix content, things like Disney missing Baby Yoda, things like Tesla cars um, you know, not not hitting their goals or their quotas, these things. Yet these companies just continue to soar, and we keep mm-hmm. buying stuff. So I just I'm always confused about the economics of things because there's always a push for growth, for a continued um, uptick on the profit margin. Yes, whether it be for the actual company's production value or for the the, the companies themselves actually you know constantly getting higher profits but eventually you can't get the returns out of you know optimizing 
your build anymore. Like you, 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 you hit a peak and there's diminishing returns. You, um, but everybody's built off that prospect that it has to keep going up. Well, so, and so that's what why we keep running into bubbles. What, what you're correct, but what you're betting on with tech companies specifically, and in this case, we're now seeing it with entertainment companies. But what you're, what you're betting on is that when, once we run out of ideas for iPhones. We're hoping that you're going to come out with something else, such as VR or you know some some other technology that's you know baking in in R and D that we just haven't seen yet. So like a company like Disney, where their whole thing is is nothing but entertainment profits, profits, profits. Well, now all of a sudden they came out with Disney Plus, and it just so happened that Disney Plus was the number one most subscribed platform uh, in or in a, in a month. I mean, they got that like, statistic though. That statistic though um, is taking into account a environment in which people are now accustomed to streaming environments. And it had unique content. It's not taking into account um, the growth of, of companies that already existed. It's just basing it off of this company that came out so many years after these platforms established themselves. And people got used to the idea of this is a way to like absorb content. And it became the main way to absorb content. And then this mega company made their own finally. And so a lot of people were like, uh, also took all their content off everybody else's platforms. Yeah, but but understand that's what drives their price up. So like that's what that's what investors are looking for. So Disney pulled a chess move, and it just so happened to work out really fucking well in their. My favor. my question is: in the long run of stocks, um, what if that's a one time play? Well, so so you're you are correct. That could that could be the case. It could be a one time play, and and that's what. But that's what investors are you know you don't you don't know you don't know if that was a one-time play or if their new ceo is going to be smart enough to continue these clever plays like look at apple apple like tim cook took over and he's been making smart play after smart play after smart play and the stock stock price reflects that so no matter how many analysts and and no matter how many consumers were like "Eh, fuck apple they're making the same garbage every year well you know, they are only the richest company on the planet and yeah. people keep buying their stuff. So benefit off the cult like established by a previous leader well, and the uh, like dedication to only pumping out repeats of the same stuff that the cult leader made. It's true. But I mean, we all have iPhones oh, at this at this deadline. Also, also slowing down any uh, phone that reaches past a certain generation so that they can force you onto the next one. I, I mean, you know, you can point out all of their shady shit, but, but it's not like did, Google hasn't done the same. And I'm did sorry. you know that in France, uh, they lost a lawsuit about slowing down the iPhone sixes or sevens or whatever. Yeah. And now uh, for the next year on any product they sell in that country, they have to include the label about how they like misled the public about slowing down products in the past. Is that okay, true? So, so did that shut down yeah. Apple? Is Apple? Of course down? it did. Of course it did. It's the same thing. Like like if it if it, of, uh, lung cancer on cigarettes in the if UK it didn't don't shut them down, then they can afford to pay that. I mean, that's all I'm. That's the only point I'm making. It, it's, like it's true. For it sucks, but I mean, for all the the horrible things a company will do to you, like you keep buying their stuff. There, there's brand alliance speaks for really? itself. And, and by the way, we, we, we're all iPhone users here, and I'm sorry, but they are good phones. I mean, you know. I don't know. I was cool. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I am, I do use an iPhone, but I am not an ideal, like, Apple customer because I only use the iPhone. Sure. 
And I've only actually used two of their iPhones because I, I ground my iPhone 5, which was the first one I ever got, seven years before I updated to the next one. Which is nothing short of impressive. And, you know, but uh, I mean, Ben only uses an iPhone and he doesn't have any other Apple products. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I, I just want simplicity in my phone. Uh, essentially, I, I'm sure that I handle a Android base phone easily and probably have more options available. But I mean, I want my my desktop to be a PC and have all the options there. And yeah. I want my phone to be fucking simple and just play my podcast. Yeah, just, no questions just asked. To just do what you tell it to do. And, and mm-hmm. largely right. the iPhone does that. It's, uh... And that's and I'm, I'm fine with that. I just I don't. You know, like uh, I don't buy into the I need the new iPhone every time it comes no, out. Which I, is, which I will. Is I will also say. I mean, first off, early adopters. Let's be honest, are mental midgets. Fu- <laughs> I'm sorry, you're fucking stupid if you buy a thing like first thing before all the bugs are worked out in in any kind of software or hardware. But also, and going back to what Doug said. Uh, a lot of this stuff is because this country has no consumer protection and the EU does a lot of stuff wrong, like importing immigrants without asking questions. <laughs> but <laughs> the one thing, the one thing it does well is consumer protection. So it, at it least does, those yeah. immigrants are going to have consumer protection. <laughs> we of all this stuff they can't afford. Hey, hey, we as citizens I want to say something though. I want to say something though. Um, uh, I got your nickname. It's a, uh, uh, Ben build a wall F. Ben, ben, ben build a wall. Build I a love ben. it. Or no, actually, no, we'll simplify. It's build a wall Ben. That's uh, like build a bear. Build a bear. It is. It is. And it's, and it'll it'll give the same warm, comfy feelings to anybody that's inside the wall you're building. Correct. Just not it's, the ones outside it. Yeah, they can die. <laughs> <laughs> and if you would like to feel comfy within our walls, you can subscribe to our Deadlock podcast. Uh, oh, links are all in the description below here. <laughs> producer, producer Jay's husky voice will always be there to comfort you. Nothing else I will shill. <laughs> that's what he will shill. He will shill so hard. Can I, can I, uh, I, I need to do a, a, a Deadlock here. I've, I've, got a, I've got a bit of a problem. I just, I went, in, went into our restroom, into the INC studio restroom. To did, you, a, did you clog it up? No, does I, it work I, anymore? I haven't, I haven't done that in a long time, thankfully. Oh, now, you said you had a deadlock, and you mentioned a bathroom. I'm I, like, all right, I'm like, you know, here, man. I'm one of there. one makes two. So, one of us, I'm not going to name names. One of us, <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Put the to- <laughs> put the toilet paper on. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> so it's so the flap is on the back. Can we take? A are you, are, is this a, is this an over under toilet paper issue? It's exactly it is what it exactly is. what this is, and it's it's an ongoing debate for generations. And I'm it's, pretty sure it's, we, it's not. Over. It no, is not. not. There is no put, debate. The original patent for the toilet paper holder shows that the flap is in front. My man, always in the front. I don't know. It is at, no, Jason. It I don't is ass. Man. No. It Have is, you tried like, it the other it, way? It's it's it very sucks. simple. If what you, you how? put it on the back and you try and yank. And, and and take a piece of toilet paper, you end up with half the roll coming out. I don't If you put that. it in the front, you can yank and snap and get exactly how much you want. Jason, I'm it, getting a good I'm getting a good snap. You're from not the under. getting a good anything and if you put the toilet paper on like that one more time, I'm gonna lo- I'm gonna change the fucking lock. Gravity's the door. doing the work. It's not Jay, it sucks, man. I mean I I hate 
taking a shit. I don't in our see bathroom what the problem is because you put the fucking toilet paper backwards, and I, I hate I it. I went outside like a fucking animal because I, because I was so so. <laughs> you know, I used you know, leaves, I, I, Jason. I used leaves. <laughs> I didn't want. You know what? This is this is a good this is a good point. Like to to steer us towards a, a closing uh, a closing discussion here. Here's, here's uh, ways to make enemies. No, no, no. Mr. No, no. J has just shown us one. <laughs> we're, 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 we're not here to make enemies. We're here to solve problems. And the problem with toilet paper is All right, that build a we wall, need. I am, I am now going. We to were make we it. were just talking. We were just talking about uh, uh, advances in technology past the point of coming out with the next iPhone. Uh, we need a paradigm shift. And what I'm talking about is we, we we as a country and we as toilet consumers <sighs> need bidets. to move back to bidets. I have one, and I love it. I'm saying, man, we used to have these all over the place. It used to be a, a fixture of every every home. What was your transformation moment again, uh, Chris? Was it Japan or was it something else? Yeah, it was, it was Japan. And so, by the way, in full disclosure, the INC bathroom has a bidet, but you Wonderful. still it does. You, you still need a a little slice of toilet paper just to kind of you know dab the you know a little bit. Well, of you the... don't want to like just pull your pants back up after you've been bidet. <laughs> At that point, at that point, Chris. At that point, it's not it's not toilet paper. It's an ass napkin. <laughs> it's not about cleaning. It's about drying. At that point, exactly. An ass napkin. Classic. Actually, I do know. want to point out that, like, I, for, from my perspective, like, um, you know, while I, I've come around to bidets as well, uh, the fact that Chris came around to, in two bidets in Japan has always had me with the mental image that the toilet actually spoke to you. <laughs> and, 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 and politely convinced you I, to the I, benefits of the bidet. Personally, personally, I imagine an elaborate fantasy where he's basically the last samurai. Tom Cruise as the last samurai, <laughs> and he's basically given a wife, and she introduces him to the bidet, and it just opens up his world. No, nah, not for me. He stops. He, to sit he stops down drinking. And, and... He stops being despondent about losing the Civil War, and he actually finds meaning and purpose again because of the bidet. Not nah, for for, for my uh, like perspective. He, he sat down on the toilet with like a high reached for the toilet paper. <laughs> And the like, toilet, the honey, toilet look said, what I came up with in the bathroom. Wait, Chris Chan. <laughs> Chris Chan. Chris Chan. We're doing. Chan let me start. Let me, let me try to compose this uh, haiku. Uh, beautiful ass. Aw. Uh. What's <laughs> <it's> seven syllables? <laughs> I don't know. Beautiful ass. So fat, like oh. black girl. Look, okay, you know what? I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it in the show notes right now. I'm so sorry. Ben will compose <laughs> no, a just... haiku for bidets for next ass, show. Toilet paper touch ass knot. <laughs> toilet paper. A touch gentle ass stream. Knot. An ass knot upon the bun. No, <laughs> a, gentle, a gentle stream gen- on the bun. Gentle, oh god. A gentle stream. No, that's too much. You too much for the the last fu- the. The last one. What happened to ancient stream, aliens? Gentle with the stream. Gentle stream on bum. There gentle, you go. Gentle stream, stream on, bum. on bum. That's five. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's five seven five. It's five. It's five seven five. Yeah. Underhand TP. No, you will n- no. Under. Absolutely not. Under. You want to step put inside this office Underroll. again? You put it over. The flap goes over. Underroll. No. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss us a a parting story here. Uh, oh, like I, I said about about making enemies. Um, now, as as everybody on the show knows, uh, I have 
the questionable habit about um, wandering out into the night and talking to strangers. <laughs> it will be uh, now in, in the previous weekend, I had a delightful journey across the city that I currently live in. I, I visited many spots, met many people, but there was one moment that stands out to me in the entire weekend. Uh, it was at a, a local pub and I uh, had sat down at the only seat left available at the bar and met um, four people that were sharing the corner with me uh, who will simply call um, well, four people, if I include myself. So was, there was Badger, uh, Mama Bear, and and uh, Baby Bear, I guess, uh, the, the daughter of Mama Bear. Well, um, we, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so like there, there was an actual young child. No, no, she was she was our age. I just uh, I just don't have a better way to abbreviate because she was actually there with her proper biological mother. Okay. Um, so we sat that? down. They're very pleasant people. We had a lot of uh, fun chatting. Uh, at some point, I eventually stepped outside because it was getting uh, a little bit crowded and loud in the bar, and it's a very small place. So I just stepped out to the uh, outside kind of patio, um, and I ran into um, the, uh, the 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 baby bear, as it were. Uh, she was outside smoking, as baby bears do. <laughs> baby bears smoking. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's commonly known. It's commonly known. I don't know what you guys are like surprised about. It wasn't the jewel. Uh, I mean, camels it? do it all the time. Why? Why do you think bears can't? Bears are the predators here. You know, it's not cool the jewel, right? That's not cool to jewel. Well, I went over. I went over to speak with her. Um, we were just uh, like Chris, hanging out. Chris, I, I, I want to interrupt for a second. Chris, can you do? A, it's not cool to jewel as uh, President Trump. <laughs> yeah, come on, ladies and gentlemen. It's not cool to jewel. Boo! Bravo. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it sounds. Are like they it. saying boo or boo-ump? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, look, you're really it's, very wrong. It's really not cool to jewel. I wouldn't do it myself. Why is this orange there's talking? Of, there's a lot of people out there saying it's not cool to jewel. I, 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 I went way off. Sorry. I was you gonna just, like, you, I was just, gonna you just sound like stuff. a fucking greaser from the 1950s. <laughs> hey man. Hey 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 man. It's not cool <laughs> you jive. To you jive. I, I I jive on occasion. It's gonna be it's gonna be Charles Manson's uh, one of his followers. It's not cool to jewel, man. You don't know <laughs> what you're talking about, man. Let's kill the celebrities, man. You're, all the fucking jewelers are just a bunch of little Eichmanns, man. <laughs> bunch of <laughs> uh, There's some poor man working in a jewelry shop. Just like, what are they talking about? What the fuck are they saying? (laughs) Yes, our our, our very big uh, uh, listener audience in the jeweler community. You know, our last series got something. I don't know what the hell it was. It was like 3,000. One million. One million listeners. We had a lot of listeners. I don't, I don't, I don't remember the statistical data, but we, we got a lot of listeners on that series. I can't wait for that one fanatic fan that's been like hiding in a bunker filled with Deadlock Podcast original products to it's, just like burst out of the the you know like frameworks as soon as they hear the inaugural episode of this new run. Yeah, I kind of feel, I kind of still feel bad about saddling Chris with one hundred thousand dollars in in merchandise that we never sold. <laughs> Well, we buried them right next to those ET video games. Yeah, they're right next it's to true, we did. <laughs> they're right, out I'm in the Arizona thinking. desert. I, I, just, I just, I do want to wrap this uh, this this story up because oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it it was only meant to be like a two minute story, and you guys are actually forcing it into the length of a normal Doug story, which is very <laughs> painful for me. 
I went through great sure? lengths to keep this Doug, short. Are Doug, you let's sure be honest. Faithful? Let's be honest. Hey, 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 Doug. It's, you have it's, no intention of changing. It's painful because I was like, <laughs> like I have tied ropes around myself to keep keep from like letting this go. Oh, further. he put in effort. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. He's, he's Doug, a, Doug, yeah. you you oh. you can't change. People don't change. No, just, that's why there's 70 cans around me right now. They graduate they, they graduate high school and they remain the pieces of shit they've always been. He's pulling a David what he is tried it David really Cassidy? Hard. Who, who was the guy that hung himself uh with, with the ropes tr- masturbating? David Carraway? Carradine. Carradine. David Carradine. Carraway. I know about this. Nick I know Carraway? about this too I mean, because I, I choke myself to cut like, off asphyxiation fetish but are, I do. Are, did you just are, wait, hold on. No, no. Hold on, hold on. Did you just conflate David Carradine with Nick Carraway from from that book, Great Gatsby? No, I I, I just forgot. Because that's name. what it felt I, like. That's not what I was doing. And I thought that was really. I, I kind of feel that thematically that that aligns. D- ben, do you do you really have you done that before? No. Oh, okay. It's a, it's actually very dangerous. No one should do it. Because every single every single time you restrict blood flow to the brain, you lose brain cells. It's it's that's why. It's fact. I'm not into autoerotic asphyxiation. I need a partner so that if now, you die, somebody's getting charged with murder. Now, what I'm really into, horse dildos. <laughs> that also feels like it's bad for your health, though. Mule, mule dildos. Maybe not the prostate, though. <laughs> Maybe not. It's actually really good for prostate health, Jason. Trust me. Yeah. All right. All right uh, <laughs> doctors, doctors love it because it makes their job a lot easier, right? Doctors, re- nine out of ten doctors recommend horse. Dildos. All right, look, if you guys are done, yeah, because they don't even have milk. to do the prostate exam. They just look at your gaping asshole with a flashlight. <laughs> don't even need the loop. They just, they just, they just get up under there. They just get up under there like a fucking car mechanic and shine a flashlight. <laughs> they up just there. uppercut you like Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> if you guys are done talking oh, about how to milk a bin. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same classic stuff my mother was listening to five years ago, six years ago. Oh, I'm going to bring us. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Doug. Continue with your 12. I'm just going to bring us a closer. Long story short, I was at a bar, met some people, was having a good time, stepped outside because it was getting a bit hot and a bit crowded. Uh, one of the people I had been talking to was now outside, went over to hang out with her outside of the Doug, bar. Why don't you describe the food while you're at it? <laughs> Listen, Ben, why don't you go build a fucking wall around your marriage? And, I'm working uh, on it, man. Story. <laughs> I'm working on it. Dying here, I try so goddamn hard to just improve as a human being, and this is the Doug. shit I get treated. Doug, boil it down to the fucking essence of the story. I'm in the essence of the story. There's Doug, please continue your 24 minute story. story left. If you faster! Have to repeat this story so many fucking times. Damn I've it, Doug, done faster! Already. Faster! <laughs> oh, fuck me. I don't even want to fucking tell the story anymore. You know what? This is a good point to end this. Fuck all of you. I hate you. Faster! I've got so many goddamn fucking middle fingers flying. My neighbors have joined in. So, fuck off. Everybody have a good night. Goodbye. And on that note, good night. <laughs>